Welcome back to the Evolution Podcast, episode 104 with my friend Mike Cavagioni. My name is Jeff Bayless. You can follow me on Instagram at JeffBayless underscore. If you get anything out of the show, guys, it's not just something I say. It really does help. Like, give me a, you know, a review. Give me a, you know, like it, share it, uh, subscribe. All that stuff really does help, man. If you get anything out of it, uh, that'd be a huge help. Uh, so, Mike, I met Mike uh, in the Navy. Uh, super good dude. Talented officer. Uh, and... You know, we had many conversations uh, late at night driving an aircraft carrier in the middle of the Persian Gulf. And, uh, you know, I just really got to know this guy uh, past the substrate into the the real uh, thing that drives him, right? And that's to be a good human being. And part of him uh, with using his soft skills and hard skills that I talk about a lot, but using his his talents really based off of his interests, uh, it geared towards finance. And he's utilized his ability to hone into why that's important and how it can help you. And, you know, he, he created this thing called Average Joe Finances. He's got a podcast. Uh, I would humbly say that I, you know, kind of helped him kickstart a little bit. Uh, he, he would give me more credit than I deserve. But, you know, <clears throat> the guy, the guy is killing it. Like he's really helping a lot of people. And the reason I think it's important and why it lands with this audience, because this is not a finance podcast, right? This is not, I'm not just here to talk about money. In fact, um, you know, although I haven't really broached that subject here, uh, or maybe I have, but you know, there was a time in my life when I was about $40,000 in debt. And very recently I opened up some Charles Schwab accounts and uh, I'm doing all right, guys, you know, uh, and, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm, I'm killing it, but what I am saying is there's a reason that why at church, the pastors will have a sermon every once in a while on finances, because if, if, if your finances aren't tight, like I'm not saying, you know, money is everything. Money cannot buy you happiness, but it can buy you optionality. Right. And so I think you know, there's a line of diminishing returns where there's an amount of money, you know, if you look at like Bill Gates and these guys that are like super loaded and then you're like, okay, well, do I want to live that life? Well, maybe not. But do you also want to stress out at every paycheck? Do you also want to, you know, not be able to do the things that are going to help you optimize and uh, do do the things that are going to make you happy? I mean, just, just basic needs, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? Um, I'm good. I know I'm going a little bit longer in this intro than I normally do, but I feel like I owe it to the audience to say, like, yes, this podcast is about, you know, a, l- a little bit about finance. And the reason that is important is because it's all connected, right? Like, everything is a pillar uh, holding up your sanity. You know, it's if you don't if you don't have health, wellness movement, spirituality, positive relationships, a good diet, uh, an open mind, a continual learner, good conversation. Uh, shoot, I can, you know, I could go on and on and on forever, right? About things that are going to help you be the best version of you. And I think one, you know, I haven't made it my life's mission to 
be the person that's going to tell someone how they need to invest or how they need to think about their finances to secure their future for themselves and for their family. Uh, I, I don't know if that's because maybe it took me a long time to get to where I didn't really necessarily have to worry about money as much as I used to. But I do think it's super important. And I do think that I need to have Mike back on to talk about the other parts of his life uh, that are extremely fascinating that we didn't get into. Uh, you know, I, I know a lot about Mike, uh, just standing a lot of watch with him on an aircraft carrier. And I can tell you, the guy has a remarkable story that we kind of just scratched the surface of because I wanted to get him on the first time just to talk about what he's doing now. Um, all right. So that's kind of what we're going to talk about. So if you get anything out of it again, uh, let Mike know. That'd be the first thing you could do. And uh, I'll put a link to his stuff in the show notes. All right. Enjoy. All right, dude, we are live. We are recording. We are ready to go. I got my, my dude, Mike Cavagione. Uh Thanks, man. Thanks for coming on. Uh, you know, I've, I've known you for a while. I'll, I'll tell you here in a minute why I wanted to have you on. Uh, but first, let's let's do the old ex- exchanging of pleasantries, man. What's up? Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, thanks for having me, Jeff. I appreciate it. Yeah, dude. Uh, Want to create like a, you know, just pretty chill environment, you know, pretty reduced energy level here to, you know, just uh, I think the reason I brought you on was that I, first of all, I owe you a debt of gratitude, man, uh, at a time when I was going through some pretty hard shit, man. Uh, you were one of the few people that saw me for the man that I am, not for what I was going through at the time. Uh, so your friendship has been extremely valuable to me. Uh, so I appreciate you uh, being that good friend to me. That, that's one reason I want to have you on. The other reason is, you know, I think I've talked about it before on other episodes that, uh, and, and I've seen you do it with your show as well. Uh, by the way, host of Average Joe Finances, uh, you know, quick, quick plug. We'll put a, a link in the show notes, but uh, thanks for the shout out. Yeah, no. So I remember you were uh, posting something on your page about working out and how, you know, it's not just about your finances. Right. And, uh, you know, I think that's so true, right? Like it's all connected, your relationships, your conversations, your, your relationship with food, with exercise, with your money. I mean, there's a reason pastors do sermons on finances, right? because it can cause a lot of stress in your life. Uh, and so, you know, this is your field of expertise uh, that you've kind of found your way into, right? Or your passion. I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but that, that was another reason why I wanted to bring you on because, you know, I'm not a money expert, man, but I've also been $40,000 in debt and come on the other side of that and seen how mu- how freeing it is, how much optionality it can buy you. So, um Anyway, yeah, man, it's all connected. So, you know, I, w- I want you to kind of share share your wisdom with us. Yeah, for sure. So, I, I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't consider myself any type of uh, financial expert. I'm just uh, a, a guy, I guess you could say, an, an average Joe, right? That's that's kind of the whole um, the whole reasoning behind the name of my podcast. Um, so, yeah, you know, like this morning, I, I woke up. I I did yoga with my wife. Uh, we had our uh, pataya bowl after that loaded with a whole bunch of fruit and granola and some peanut butter in there. Cause I, I love me some peanut butter. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's how we started the day this morning. And, uh, you know, after that, I, 
I had a, a call before this, uh, helping somebody out with their, their own personal finances and questions that they had, which, uh, sorry, I was a little late, uh, getting set up for this, uh, cause that, that went a little bit over. Um, but yeah, I mean, th this is just the way I, you know, I, I try to handle things outside of my, my day job in the Navy, you know, uh, you know what that's like, uh, you know, and, and since you retired, I'm pretty sure, you know, uh, starting a new career, uh, you're, you know, I don't know, I guess, I guess it's not so much, um, maybe as demanding as the Navy was, because, you know, I know the, the type of person you were in the Navy and the type of person you are, and your focus was always on taking care of others and taking care of sailors. So I know you probably really missed that part of your, your time in the Navy. So I want to say thank you for your service and, and what you've done for this country, you know, over your 20 years of, of dedicated service. So uh, Jeff, I really appreciate that. And, and, you know, I really appreciate you asking me to come on and I want to point something out that I would have never started my podcast if it wasn't for a little elbow nudging and encouragement I got from this man on the other side of this call right here. Uh, <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, Jeff definitely uh, pushed me towards, uh, towards doing, I was going to wait until I got out of the Navy and he's like, just go for it, man. And I'm like, all right, fine. Motivator. Let's go. <laughs> and look so, at you uh, now, bro. Look so what you're doing, that, man. Yeah. But you're yeah, help, like, <laughs> you're helping people. It's huge, man. Yeah. 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 And, and, and that's, I think that's the whole, the main part of it. And I, I think you and I are in, in the podcasting business, right. Uh, for the same reasons. And that is to, to serve and help others. Right. And yes, there, there's a lot of things that are in, interconnected when it comes to your finances and just your, your, you know, like I call it your financial fitness, right. You have your physical fitness, you have your mental fitness and, you know, these, these, all these aspects need to come together. If you want to live a, a gratifying and satisfying life, right. So if I, sometimes I, I do, I, I mess up my morning routine and I don't get to get my yoga in or I don't get to work out or something. And that can really mess up my whole day. So a lot of times it's very important that you realize how interconnected all of this is, right? Um, being, getting on top of your physical fitness is going to help you with your positive mentality. At least it does for me. Like I felt great this morning after I got everything done that had a, a nice fresh uh, pataya, pataya bowl, right? For breakfast. And just a, a good conversation with my wife. And we watched a finance video because that's what we normally do on the weekends is we'll get together and we have our, our morning routine where we have our breakfast together. And we either watch a video. It's funny. It's, it's either a sailing video or a finance video because our dream is to eventually own a, uh, a sailing yacht and possibly sail around the world. So that's one of the things we're talking about doing in retirement. I didn't so know that about you, man. Are you? Oh, yeah. So man. do you have a boat now? No, 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 no. We, so we, when we moved to Hawaii, we almost bought a Leopard 40. Uh, it was down in New Zealand. I was going to hire a crew to sail it up to Hawaii. The thing that stopped me from it is there was a two-year wait to get a slip at Pearl Harbor to, to oh, dock yeah. it by the base. Everywhere else, like in Honolulu and everything, there was still like a six-month to a one-year wait, and it was much more expensive. So and when you're talking about a 40-foot catamaran, uh, you need a much wider berth. So there's not as many, I guess there's not as much real estate for a, a catamaran versus a, like a monohull, right? So well, if you ever, if you ever need a good bosun, I know a guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I happen to know one too. So I'll, I'll hit him up. His name, uh, 
you know, it's funny. He's got, he's got a very bosun name, you know, Bayless. So. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> For sure, man. But yeah, so that's, that's kind of like, that's our weekend routine. Um, you know, we, we, uh, we, we tend to work out together on the weekends and, and watch our, our sailing or finance videos. And so, so this morning it happened to be a finance video that we were watching. And right after that, I was, you know, on a, on a zoom call with someone helping them out with their situation. And, one of the things that I enjoy the most about this is, you know, when the person on the other side of the screen says, thank you. And it's, it's not, you know, for any type of monetary gain or anything like that, because my services are very cheap compared to what, you know, other finance coaches do. And there's a reason for that. I'm, I'm trying to help somebody who's, you know, most likely in some type of financial dire situation. I'm not sitting here trying to take all their money. Uh, a lot of times I do a lot of things for free, especially for, for younger folks that are in really tough, uh, tough places. And I always refer them back to not only my podcast, but other, you know, finance podcasts out there and other wellness podcasts out there. Heck, I've, I've referred people to your podcast a couple of times too, especially uh, some of my younger sailors, you know, in my day job that, that have been going through a rough time and, and they're feeling pretty down on themselves you know, I'm like, Hey, you need to listen to this story. You need to listen to this episode. My man, Jeff Bayless over here, you know, he, he talks about this stuff and, you know, he talks about his own personal story and then he brings guests on that talks about their stories. So, you know, it's, it's funny. Cause I, I almost mirror my podcast a little bit to the way that you even do yours. I focus more on bringing people in to share their own story. Uh, you know, I've, I've had people that have come on that have gone from having you know, less than $25 in their pocket to now they're multimillionaires because of the discipline and how they changed their mindset and changed their lifestyle. I've had people that have come on the show that were $40,000 in debt and were able to, you know, overcome that and get themselves to a, a debt-free and happier life, you know, and it's, it's things like that when people can share their story and share what they're doing that can make all the difference in someone's life. And, and, you know, I think that's one of the biggest reasons why I chose, you know, what my next career field is going to be outside of the Navy. And that's going to be as a real estate agent. I've already got my license. And my focus on that is to help people find a home, find their next investment and just continue to serve people. Because I feel like, you know, if you live a, a life in service, it, you want for less. Um, I just, I really enjoy uh, being able to help other people and serve other people, you know, to, to accomplish their own dreams. It's, it's gratifying to me. It just, it's just, it, it, it's a good feeling. You know what I'm saying? So, Absolutely. Yeah, man. Pretty wow. much it, it. That's, that's going to be the, the like one minute clip there. If you live a life of service, you, you want for less. Uh, that's, that's a hundred percent accurate. I mean, that, that's definitely been not my whole life story, but at least maybe the last, 10 years or so, uh, you know, I think there's a, a second half-life where you finally get this sort of wisdom where you say, okay, it's not about me anymore, right? I mean, obviously you're a father, you're a husband, and so you're going to have to provide for them. And that's probably part of the motivation for what you do. And, you know, you're service-minded. You spent, are you at 20 now? You're, you're pretty close. You're at like 18, 19. Yeah, I'm at uh, 18 and a half. I hit 19 this July. But that, yeah. Jeff, that's a that's a great point. Now, and I, I want to kind of talk on that is, you know, yes, there is there's there is, you know, some type of motivation there to 
take care of my, my wife and my kids and my family. Right. And at the same time, what I'm doing is sharing the things that I'm doing to be able to get there and it helps other people get there themselves. Right. So if I talk about, you know, investment properties and things like that and building up this passive income so that when I retire from the Navy, I get my Navy retirement plus the, the payments that I'm getting from my rents, you know, it's all of that put together is going to, you know, take care of myself and my family. And after that, you know, the rest of it is, you know, I can do to serve others. Yeah. Yeah. You can pay it back. Right. Um, or pay it forward even, you know, and I, I think there's this reciprocal energy out there for people that do, you know, put, put positivity out there. I know it happened for me. Uh, you know, it's counterintuitive because you, you operate in this scarcity mindset where you want to keep everything close to the vest. But if you don't, if you allow yourself a little bit of risk, a little bit of vulnerability, uh, a little bit of putting yourself out there, a little bit of sharing, a little bit of helping, you know, all of these things will kind of conspire to help you uh, in ways that you really can't quantify or know. Uh, you know, just the success of your podcast, the success of this, uh, I don't want to call it a side hustle, but you know, this not day job business that you're doing, right. It, it would, it would not land if you were, oh, wait, there's more for $4.99. You can get a third, you know, gimmicky, get rich quick, uh, you know, uh, what, what is it? Hot hack, right? Like here's this, hack. I, I can't stand those things, man. Yeah. Yeah. I can't it, stand them. Here's, here's the next hack that's going to give you uh, richness, you know. Um, yeah. But, you know, I think some people get, or correct me if I'm wrong, you know, in, in the financial realm, there's very few people that look at your financial fitness, to use your words, as a, a wellness portion of their life, right? They might, you know, if you're, you might say, okay, well, I've got everything figured out. Like I'm vegan. Are you still plant-based, bro? Yeah. So I'm, I'm not like hundred percent plant-based. I'm, I'm vegetarian. Like I still eat eggs. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, still. So that, that's it really. So you do care about what you put in your body though. Right. Uh, you know, and so, and you work out and so, and you have a job, like you serve in the military, right. You're, you're an executive officer uh, at a command, right. In Hawaii, like, you know, that you have all of these things that you could point to and say like, you know, these, these things are working well in my life. And yet if, you know, your finances were out of whack, all this other stuff will just crumble, right? I mean, it really will because you can't you can't support your family and then you're stressed out and then you can't do your job and then you're not the best you you could possibly be at work, you know. Uh, again, I think, you know, how do you get from this place where it's a burden to a place where you're thriving and, and what part of that is, you know, setting financial goals? And then I, I kind of, I shy away from the how with the nuts and bolts a lot. Uh, I'd rather know the why uh, but in this episode, maybe it would do some good to have just a little bit of granularity of the wave top. Like, please don't bore me with like, you know, your spreadsheets and stuff, but, uh, you know, give, give me some basic ideas, man. Like what, what are the things that helped you kind of get to where you're feeling uh, fire, right? Like financially independent where you could retire early. Uh, and, and how have you been able to help people? Like what are some of the most common threads that you see? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So First, let me pull up this spreadsheet. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> As uh, you can see behind me. <laughs> yeah. So no, so I, I think the first thing that someone has to do if they're trying to get on top of their finances is decide that they're going to get on top of their finances, right? It's, it's a mentality shift, right? Because a lot of times, 
and I've talked about this on my podcast uh, a couple times, and and one of my guests actually helped me realize this, that there are two different kinds of people in the world uh, when it comes to finances. You have spenders and you have savers. Now, I have always been and will always be a spender, which can be dangerous, right? My wife has always been and will always be a saver. She's always, you know, the, the disciplined one, like she's the real average Joe. Okay. Let me tell you that. But when I decided to change my mindset and change how I'm going to spend my money, it, it changed the world for me. I went from, you know, being thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars in debt, uh, you know, about 26, $27,000 to be, uh, to be upfront. Um, in credit card debt to two years later, having 40,000 in the bank to put a down payment on a home or do renovations to a home when I was moving to Hawaii. Mm -hmm. So it was, for me, it was that mindset shift and changing how I look at money instead of looking at it when I have this money in the bank. Oh, Oh, look, I've got money. I can spend it. I earned it. I should spend it uh, to, Hey, I've got money. I've got these bills. I got to pay. Let me pay this stuff down first. Okay, what's left over? Let me save that. Mm. You know, what's all the stuff that I need versus the stuff that I want? And you got to start making some sacrifices. And that's where the discipline is going to come in. And that's where that mentality and that mindset shift is the most important. You have to discipline yourself a little bit. I am not the most disciplined person. I saw, uh, I saw your Tesla, bro. <laughs> yeah, I could, yeah, I could talk about that too. That's right? dope. So yeah. it's, a tax, it's a tax write off. But anyway, <laughs> so, uh, in Hawaii, yeah, I'm so, sure it is. Yeah. Well, and plus for my, my job as a realtor, my, my, that's my real side hustle right now. Right. Um, mm. But, you know, that, that whole, that whole shift um, when I changed, you know, how I looked at money, how I looked at my credit cards, that not that, okay, this credit card has a $10,000 limit. That means I have $10,000 I can spend. Yeah, I used to think that way. And the so important it's a, it's part a was, perspective shift. It, it is. Yeah. It's absolutely a perspective and mindset shift and and discipline. You got to discipline yourselves a little bit. And, and I know people hate the B word, but you got to budget. Uh, you know, if you call it something else, uh, one of my guests have called it on, uh, you know, they came on the show and they called it a spending plan. Mm, Come up with a spending yeah. plan. You know, so one of the things that I did to to help get myself better at this after we built our budget or our spending plan, right? We, we did a, we did a debt avalanche. We, we called it a debt snowball. It's, it's, it's a very popular term with uh, Dave Ramsey followers. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's part of his, his baby steps, right? And what you do is you pay off your highest interest rate credit card and you put all of your extra cash, whatever you have left over into that until you pay it off. And then you get to the next one, you pay whatever you're paying into that. And just, you keep, turning this snowball until it becomes an, an avalanche and you completely demolish your debt. Then after that, what we did is my, and my wife looked this up and she came up with this plan. I, I thought this was amazing is we started something called sinking funds and these sinking funds, we opened about seven more bank accounts and we labeled each account. So one account was for the home and the car. So any maintenance on the, the house or the car or anything like that would come out of that account. We had one for our pets, you know, for vet bills, for food, for, you know, cat and dog food and everything, man, so you, we have money that goes into that. You need, you need to share that with my wife uh, yeah. because you would be surprised how many people 
just get pets and then don't even think about the budget behind the right care, the, the you cost know. that comes with them absolutely yeah. yep mm-hmm. sorry you know, to interrupt. It, go ahead yeah no 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 worries um that that's that's a very important thing because a lot of people they 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 don't really think about that mm-hmm. uh we have a grocery account we have a grocery budget right we have a set amount that goes into that account and that's what we use for our groceries which we always spend under. So at the end of the year, we take that extra money that's left over and we invest it. Um, we also have a holiday and birthday fund. So, uh, you know, depending on what holidays, uh, you know, some of your listeners might uh, celebrate and buy gifts for people or for birthdays or things like that. We have a set budget. We say we already know who we're getting gifts for. We know how much we want to spend per person on each gift. And we, we, do our monthly allocation based off of that and based off of when their birthday is. So we do these sinking funds. Basically I get paid, the money hits my checking account and then it gets dispersed. And then I look like I'm broke. But then if I look at all my other accounts, I'm like, Oh, okay. I actually do have a bunch of money. It's just in these different accounts, you know, to, to be utilized elsewhere. The other thing I do is I, I, pay my, I pay myself first. So I have, you know, a, a set amount that I invest every month into, I have a joint investment account that is pretty much set up. I, I didn't do like a five two nine plan or anything like that for mm-hmm. my kids. I, I opened a joint investment account for them so that this money can be used for other things, weddings, uh, down payment on their first home or their first car, whatever. I did and, the same thing. Yeah. So yeah. would you advise against a five two nine account? I, I don't advise against it because if, if you're dead set on your kid going to college, you know, hey, everybody lives their own life, man. Um, the, the way my wife and I are when it comes to our children, we want them to understand like when they grow up, they need to make their own decisions and we're going to stand behind them on their decisions. And, you know, our job as parents right now is just to make sure that they grow up to be good people. Absolutely. And I don't care if they go to college, if they don't want to go to college, that's fine. I never finished my degree. I'm like three credits away or three classes away. And I have like almost 160 credits and I still don't have a bachelor's degree. You know why? I don't need it right now. Yeah. Um, but the thing is like, my kids, if they don't want to go to college and they want to be entrepreneurs or anything like that, hey, more power to you. Go do it. Uh, you don't want to go to college. Uh, you know, my, my oldest is talking about when she you know, moves out, she wants to possibly move to Africa and, and learn how to take care of uh, you know, some animals over there and, and help, help over there. I'm like, hey, if that's what you want to do, live your life. I, I will support you. Yeah, you know, let's let's uh you know so that that's interesting the the college piece because you know there's yeah. the uh you know the, the dirty jobs micro guy out there that's really pushing the blue collar work and you and I both came Absolutely. into the military without a degree and then commissioned as officers right and so you know <clears throat> I think that that's why I didn't do a five two nine as well is because I was thinking you know what if my kids don't want to go to college you know I'd rather have that money be liquid so that if they want to use it to go. I don't know, to, to some trade or if, you know, it was more, if, if it was smarter for them to invest it in something that they were going to use as, like you said, an entrepreneur or uh, some other form of business, you know, some, some form of success, you know, I wouldn't want it to be tied to the requirement that they have to go to college because you and I are very successful and we did not, uh, well, I, I guess we both have associate's degree is kind of what I hear you saying, you know, but I didn't even need that. Like, you know, I could have had a high school diploma and been exactly where I am right now. Um, so what are some of the, what are some of the shortfalls that people make, man? Like what, what is it mostly? So you talked about the the mindset, right? But what are the things that people are doing that are not helping them out? Yeah. So some of the things that people do to not help themselves out is, uh, you know, a lot of dependencies, uh, you, a lot of, 
excuse me, a, a lot of folks get dependent on different things in their life that they really don't need to be dependent on, right? Um, where I see a lot of people having trouble is you look at all these streaming services, right? So you have Netflix, you have Hulu, you have Disney Plus now, you have um, I Acorn, know you have Disney Plus. You know, all this you stuff. Don't. You have Oh, Disney. of course I do. You have to. Of course I do. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, Just for the Star you, Wars alone, you have that. Ab- absolutely. But here's the thing. Like, I'm at a place right now where I, I can have all these services if I want, right? I've, I've got myself to a point where, you know, spending the money on that's not a big deal. But you see a lot of folks that are struggling and they're like, oh, I'll just, I'll just cut the cable. You know, I'll, I'll pay for just internet and I'll, I'll stream stuff. Well, start adding up the, the different costs. You know, you got your Netflix, which is like 12 bucks. You have your Hulu, which is $7.99. You have Disney Plus, which is like nine bucks or whatever. You have, oh, you're paying for Pandora and you're paying for this, Spotify and this and that. And you start adding all that up. It's like, you might as well have just kept cable. Yeah, right. And forget the streaming services, right? And just watch stuff on demand. So a lot of people get lost in that and there's little things that creep up on you. You know, uh, somebody, you know, you, you might, you know, decide that every year you need a new phone when it comes out. And what you don't realize is, you know, your cell phone bill might look the same every single time, but if you would have paid off your phone, it would have been lower. You know, how many, so, how many times have you pulled into the parking lot of a ship or a command uh, and, and I know you have the Tesla now, but, uh, you know, is you're the executive officer, admin officer, or, you know, hell, just when you're like a senior enlisted man, right. And you, you pull up to the parking lot and then some E3 gets out of their car and they've got like a $60,000 car that they're paying $600 a month for. And I've got like a 2007 Toyota Tacoma, like, just, so for example, like when I retired from the Navy, I was like, Oh, are you going to get a new truck? I'm like, no, my truck works, man. Like, you know, it, it runs. I, I did buy a motorcycle, but it, that thing was cheap, dude. Like I, it was, I paid cash for it, you know? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, you know, and you do, you see that all the time. Um, you know, I've, I've seen it, you know, even out here in Hawaii where it's, it's a very high cost of living here and you'll see some of the, the junior sailors, some E4s and E5s even that will be getting out of a, you know, it, it might be used, but it's like a 2016, 2017 Beamer that, they spent money that they really don't have, didn't have yeah. uh, to, to, to buy it because they're getting that higher BAH rate. They're getting the cola while they're out here. Well, there's a reason why you get a higher BAH and a higher cola out here because it costs that much more to live here. Oh yeah. So if you want to live out of your car, go for it. But you you know, you're not going to be able to afford a decent place to live, you know, especially if you have a family. So this uh, was buying something like that this was one thing that I was thinking about discussing with you. I don't have like any notes or anything, but one thing I was thinking about discussing with you was retirement from the military. Right. So, you know, for me, the, the, we could, it's not even worth like revisiting my whole history. Everybody knows, but you know, retiring from the Navy man financially was the best thing that ever happened to me. Uh, you know, I'm not going to throw numbers out here cause it's, you know, it's, it's a little personal, but you know, I will just humbly say that getting out of the Navy, I'm making more money. Right. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm more, I'm paid more on my merit. Whereas in the military, it's more of a ranking structure. So like notionally, if you have more merit, then you will move up the ladder, which is true. I mean, you and I were successful in the military because of that. Uh, however, you know, 
like I would humbly say my job right now, I, you know, as I'm a contractor, I'm, I'm a temp, right? A contractor for 90 days. That's how their HR process works. They're afraid I'll leave. You know what I mean? So there's going to be a negotiation when I come up on these 90 days as to how much am I worth? Like, what is my worth? Whereas in the military, your worth is you're an 03E, you're an 04. That's your worth, right? Uh, there's no negotiation as to what your worth is. And so what are your thoughts on transitioning out of the military for financial uh, benefit? Yeah, hey, that's a great question. Uh, and I appreciate that. So, you know, I'm still up in the air right now, right? So I am definitely retiring at the end of my next tour, no matter what. However, if I show up there uh, to my next job and it's not something that I want to keep doing, I will do one year there and retire at my 20-year mark and I will decline my promotion to 04, hopefully if I make it this year. Now, if I pick up 04 this year, the plan would be to put it on and do at least two years getting paid as an 04 so I can get that in my retirement check. Right. And that would put me out to retiring in September of 2024 versus August of 2022. So either way, <clears throat> excuse me, either way, I'm going to be fine. Right. I've already got myself set up that if I was to retire as an O3E versus an O4, that I would still be okay. Let me, the let the me higher you. check, the higher check as an O4 would be nice. But at the same time, once I hit the 20 year mark, I'm only working for half my base pay anyway. That's right. And I could be making so much more outside of the Navy. So already in my side hustle as a real estate agent, the amount of money that I can make as a real estate agent out here in Hawaii is insane. If you know, if you put in the work and I already know that I will make more my first year as a real estate agent than I did in my best year in the Navy. I think so many of us just stay because it's like we get institutionalized and we're just, we're, we're afraid to Geronimo off that cliff. You know, I, I would, right. I would tell you, I mean, ask Mike, I love the Navy, man. I'm covered in Navy tattoos, like to my fingertips, you know what I mean? Uh, but let me tell you on the other side, I've never met somebody. Have you, let me ask, let me pose it as a question. Have you ever met someone that retired from the Navy or from the military in general that said, you know, I should have stayed in longer. I haven't. <laughs> like, yeah, most, no, I don't, I don't, I don't think you'll find many people out there that'll say that. I mean, I and do say, I will say, day. no, I will say I miss being operational. You know what I mean? And I, I miss that interaction with sailors. Um, but from a stability standpoint and a, a quality of life standpoint, uh, you know, I come home every day. I mean, I do work some weekends and stuff like that, but I come home every day. I kiss my wife. I pet my dog. I, you know, I get my kids on weekends, you know, like the, the money, I don't know, man. I mean, if we're talking finances, uh, it, there's a lot of opportunity out here is kind of what I'm getting at. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, and here's the thing. So a, a friend of mine, I saw this recently uh, posted on Facebook. He retired as a senior chief. And he's been retired now, uh, maybe two or three months, maybe four months now. And he says, you know what? He's like, I don't miss the Navy, but I miss the Navy. And he Same. went to this long post about how, yeah, I don't miss doing the drills. I don't miss doing GQ. I don't miss, you know, this, that, or the other. He's like, but what I miss 
is the sailors. What I miss yeah. is when I have somebody who has a problem and I help them figure it out, you know, and just to see that gratified look on their face as they accomplish their goals and, you know, sustain their career. And I'm like, you know what, that, that right there is leadership for yeah. one, uh, for two, you know, I get it. And I'm, I'm very much looking forward to retiring from the Navy and I love the Navy too. It's, it's been a great career for me. Uh, but I could tell you, it's also been a very stressful yeah. and, and, uh, a, a trying career, uh, especially when it comes to family and family dynamic. Right. Well, and you can I, also create that in your retirement life. You know, I mean, I absolutely. still, I still mentor tons of people, man. I mean, I, just, I had an article published in the Naval Institute, uh, magazine. I was interviewed on their podcast post-retirement, you know, um, yeah, I read it about the uh, the going to officer. So you want so you want to be an officer? Yeah, yeah. Awesome, they sent man. they sent me a t shirt, bro. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I'll, yeah. I'll probably give it to my mom or something. But nice. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I guess where I'm trying to go with that is like uh, you know, in relation to finances and how everything's connected and how to you know, this is your overall wellness, right? I think that you know, we have to take all of the optionality and put it on the table, right? And so for a lot of us in the military. We're, we're used to protecting freedom, not practicing it, right? And we're here to defend freedom, not not practice it, right? And so I, I think it's important, correct me if I'm wrong, I mean, you're, you're kind of the expert here, but to keep that idea of optionality on the table when it comes to your finances, right? So just because they're dangling that carrot in front of you, let's take it outside of the military. Let's say it's a job, right? And they're dangling that carrot of, hey, here's a job that's going to give you this title, director of uh, X, Y, or Z, and yet the money is only going to be 4% better and the stress is going to be 10% higher. Well, is the juice worth the squeeze, you know, and those are kind of decisions we got to make, right? Uh, even if the money's 20% higher and the stress is 10% higher, you know, than, than the previous job, you have to ask yourself, is it worth it? You know, and, and you use that E word again, call me an expert. I appreciate that, but I'm, I am no expert. And I can tell you, you know, this is, this is just my view. Um, me, Mike Cavagioni is a person right? You, if a job is too stressful, but the money's great, but it, it's putting a burden on you and yourself and you and your family, and it's stressing you out. Like you said, is the juice worth the squeeze? Is this really something you want to do for the rest of your life? Or is this really something you want to do for the next year? Is it going to be worth it? You know, when, when you come home to pack bags and, and the, the wife and kids left or your husband and kids left or whatever. And, you know, because because you took on a, a career field that made a lot more money, but you're homeless, you're you're stressed more, you know, you have to ask yourself, is it really worth it? So one of the things that I enjoy about, you know, talking about investing and, and buying real estate, investing in real estate, different things like that, is you can start to build up passive income so that if you decide you don't want to work anymore and you just want to manage properties, you can do that. So, you know, if you're in a stressful job and you're making great money, what are you doing with that money? What are you doing to, to secure your future so that you can walk away from that job? So I had a guest on not too long ago, and I really liked the term that they used. F you need to money? have FU money. Yes, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> you need to have FU money. If you don't know what that stands for, I mean, you're talking to two sailors here. So uh, you can we, say we it, can bro. It's, it's it cool. elaborately. It's you can fuck say you it. money. Yeah, right? fuck you money. So yeah. you need to have that. And- <laughs> You know, that, that is, that's your safe haven right there. That's, that's your, I can get up and walk away. Hey, this is too much for my family. I'm done. And that's kind of where I'm at with the Navy. 
you know, sure, I can stay in. I can probably, you know, I, I, I keep getting senior leaders hitting me up saying, hey, why, why aren't you staying? Why aren't you staying? You got legs to go to captain and this and that. That's great. You know, and, and if I chose to stay in the Navy and make it that far, then that would be a, a great career field, too. Um, but it would be at the expense of my family. Yeah. Uh, I have two daughters, you know, they're 11 and nine and their big thing right now, especially when I have like some days that go really late is daddy, when are you going to be done with the Navy? When can you be home with us? I get that question often and it hurts. Yeah. So that's why I say I debate it, whether or not it's going to be, I have one and a half years left or three and a half years left. Cause if I get a couple more inquiries like that from my little ones, I might just say, you know, forget the promotion. I don't care. I'm, I'm, I'm gone. Cause I know I'll make it outside of the Navy. I've set myself up. And I think that's part of the other thing too, is, you know, if, if you're serving in the military or if you're, and I'm not, there's nothing wrong with serving in the military and staying in for a full career at all. It's, it's a great way to secure a future for yourself. But if you find yourself that, that it's too much for you and your family, you know, what are you doing to build up something on the outside that you can walk away if you have to? So one of the things that we have uh, the advantage of Jeff, right. Uh, by being, by being in the military, like you're already retired, right? So you got that check for the rest of your life. Oh yeah. But that makes me, you an automatic millionaire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For it me is. being in, for me being in right now, I have job security. So when I talk to people about their finances and I'm talking to them about how you have to save, you know, three to six months of an emergency funds, maybe even some people uh, you have to save up to a year, right? That's in the event that you lose your job. I don't have to worry about that unless I do something absolutely insane and get myself kicked out, which at this point I'm over 18 years anyway. So I'm kind of like in that, that sanctuary bubble anyway. So I'm going to retire. But the, the thing is, you know, if you don't have some type of, I guess, nest egg or something to fall back on, if you were to lose your job, it could be detrimental to you and your family. Yeah, so then, for the folks once that you, are, once you get in the hole, it's like really hard to dig out. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, because yeah. you just get that that compounding interest, you know, it, it's really hard to dig out. Oh, yeah. Compounding interest can go bad both ways, right? Exactly. I I, I, I like to talk about the compounding interest going the right way. And yeah. that's by you saving money and investing it properly. But, you know, if you find yourself in a career field that you're not happy and your family's not happy, you need to start thinking about, your, you know, your decisions. Is this the right move for yourself? And and maybe start building up that FU money nest and uh, make it a little bit larger so you can have that wiggle room so you can walk away from that career field and go find something else to do. Well, let me ask you this, man. Uh, and and you know, feel free to, you know, freelance off of it. But so what is fuck you money? Like how much is enough? You know, I've, I've read, and this is dated now, uh, but there was a, a study out there with, in regards to happiness and there was a certain level of, of financial, uh, 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 you know, money that you had or that you were earning annually that gave you gratification, right? And it was something around 100K. And then over 100K, of course, this is relative because you look in Hawaii, so that might be 150K. Whereas if you're in Texas, it might be 75K. But, you know, there's a certain amount that's like, okay, this is, this is enough money to where it doesn't become a burden, right? Because you look at you know, Bill Gates, right? Like, is that dude super happy? I don't know, man. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder his happiness level. Uh, and, it, uh, you know, I, I think probably some people have heard this on the show before, but uh, one of the remarkable things my dad said over the years was, you know, 
uh, my dad's, well, I shouldn't say it on here, but my dad has done okay. Right. And so he said, uh, you know, Jeff, you know, I worked my whole life. I worked so hard so that I wouldn't have to worry about money. Then I spent my whole life worrying about money. Right. So there's kind of this, this balance, right? There's this, uh, there's this level of not taking it to an extreme. So what, what is that amount, right? Like what, what does that look like to you? Like what is fuck you money and what is too much money and what is I'm stressed out that I need to make more money, even though I'm, I'm $7 million in the bank. Right. Right. Yeah. So, and again, this is going to depend on the person and the amount that, that they want. Right. So for me, my FU money is, do I have enough passive income to pay all of my expenses? If I do, man, I can walk away. I'm good. I've talked to, to folks. Uh, there's at least three or four people I know right now that have gotten out of the military at their 15-year mark. And I'm like, what are you doing? That's insane. Why are you getting out at 15 years? Well, they had enough FU money to say, FU, I don't need these last five years to get that pension. Right. I'm making enough right now with, with my investing that I don't, I don't need to stay anymore. So, you know, that was their number that they got to the point where they got, they met their goal. Now for me, that's a test. I'm, right there, I'm yeah. setting. Yeah, absolutely. I'm setting a goal for myself. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll be upfront about what my number is. I want to make at least $20,000 a month. That's what I want my number to be. Now I'll probably go higher than that in the future as I keep going. But realistically, what do I need for FU money is just enough to cover all my expenses. And to tell you the truth, if I, if I do well with disability, which I, I think I will, unfortunately, um, but between that and my retirement check from the Navy, my expenses are essentially covered. So I'm already at the point where I have FU money. And, yeah. you know, where for me as a real estate agent, I'm not going to be the guy that has to go chasing down a commission just to, to pay my bills. My bills are going to be paid. That money that I get from selling homes out here in Hawaii that's going to be strictly for investing and taking care of the family. Cause I, no, I, no, no, that that's going to be paying your bosun to navigate your, <laughs> uh, your catamaran around the world. Yeah, uh, Eventually, eventually. So, and, and the bosun's um, kids and wife that he brings <laughs> along with him. Well, yeah. I guess I need to get like a 60 footer then now, instead of a 40 footer. We need more I'll go work on my license now, man. I'll, 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 <laughs> I, I got you, bro. That's awesome, man. Don't you yeah, want a guy so with hold fast tattooed on their hands? I mean, that's, don't I that, don't, don't I need a guy with a hold fast tattoo on his hand? That that should be like part of the resume for that. You know, <laughs> that should be prerequisite on the application. Like, do you question? Do you have hold fast tattooed on your hands? <laughs> but no, bunch of, bunch of immediate, old dudes out here. Look at immediate, this. not hire. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that so, that'd be that'd be awesome, man. We'll go through the Suez together. Let's go. Perfect. Set the <laughs> set the restrictive maneuvering doctrine. So when or where do you see this going your project like where do you see it going like i don't think so are you are you talking about the the podcast and 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 average yeah. finances yeah 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 um so you know the 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 awesome part about that too is this it's also becoming a, another form of income which i i never really intended for it to be that but the the show was recently sponsored which is pretty cool um and you know I don't, I won't just take on any sponsor. So there was um, the most recent sponsor that just came on the show. It's, it's called passive. Right. And I actually brought them on for an episode first to, we, we did an interview so they can explain what their thing is first before we can make a decision on whether or not we would, we would do something like that. And 
I'm not going to promote any type of product or allow somebody to sponsor the show if it's not something that I would do myself or sure. something I don't believe in, you know, something that I think might actually harm somebody. Like I see so many other, uh, I, I won't say, you know, well, yeah, no, I, cause it, I, I hate the word financial gurus, right? I see so many gurus out there um, selling these courses and selling this and selling that. And I'm like, man, that's, that's not what it's about. You know, you get these people roped into these courses when a lot of this content is already out there for free. Free, yeah. I've taken finance courses on, so there's a website called allison.com and they offer courses that are free. And you could take finance courses, you could take investing courses, you can learn everything you need to learn off of a website like that for free. So it's, I, I don't like, I don't like when people take advantage of people. So, you know, my, my ultimate goal, and I think where I'd like to see average Joe finances go is, you know, to, to be a place where people can come to get information, to have a network, have a community of like-minded people, investors or savers or people that are, you know, um, you know, investing in real estate or apartments or commercial real estate, different things like that. You know, the whole point of that is to have a network and have, you know, um, I guess, you know, I've heard you say it on your podcast a bunch of times too, is having that tribe, you know, that, that, yeah. that group, that accountability uh, that you'll have from other people in the group. And I, I think that's one of the reasons why I've been focused more on building my, my Facebook group and growing that, which, you know, we've recently broke a thousand members, which is amazing. And, you know, just there's more people participating now that besides just me posting stuff all the time. And that's what I wanted to see. That's what I, you know, I wanted to see that kind of growth. I want to see people coming together, talking about different projects together, talking about possibly investing together. You know, if people can form partnerships because they got linked up in my group, man, that to me is gratifying in itself. Dude, that. That's uh, that's like exactly, together, you know, that's exactly like that fitness, wellness and movement group. That's the exact same thing I'm talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man. Uh, similar thread, you know, um, everything you're doing is right in line with, you know, my value system. So I'm sure it's landing with the listener because, you know, they wouldn't be tuned into this, you know, if it wasn't important to them to build a tribe of like-minded people that are trying to level up and, you know, just trying to, do 1% better every day, you know, um, that's all you need. Some, some type of progress, man. It doesn't, you know, even if it's not a whole percent, you, you got half percent better than you did yesterday. Hey, you did better than yesterday. That's what matters. Progress is perfection. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, I would tell you too, I think initially, you know, I was $40,000 in debt and a homeless, uh, you know, paying all these bills for, you know, a, a criminal record and just going through a divorce and child support and man, just like financial implosion. And, uh, you know, to dig out of that, I would say where I'm at now, just kind of going through some of your work. I've recently opened a Charles Schwab account. Uh, you know, also I have the retirement thing going and disability and stuff like that. And that, you know, it's, it's not necessarily going to put my kids through college or even help them out. Right. So anyway, I'll just kind of tip the hat to you. You know, I, I, uh, I myself got into some brokerage funds, which is way outside my comfort zone. You know what I mean? It, Cause I'm more of a, uh, I don't know, just put it in a savings account kind of guy, you know, uh, and, right. I, and I, and I've learned, uh, through your stuff and a few of my other friends, like, that's just not smart. You know, that's just like, 
you know, you need, you need to be putting it in the market somewhere. Right. And there, there's, there, what mine is called is like an intelligent account where they'll invest the money for you. You don't need to be an investment expert. You take a survey or a test and they'll tell you, you know, okay, these are the risks I'm willing to take. These are the kind of things that I'm uh, comfortable with or not comfortable with. And then they'll invest it for you into companies. You don't even know what they are, right. That are, that are on the market. Um, so, you know, just, I appreciate what you're doing, man. I think it's helping a lot of people uh, in a realm that uh, there's a, probably a lot of sharks out there in the water, you know? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Hey, see- can I, can I jump on something that you said though? Yeah, sure. Sure. Uh, something that I think is really important that, that you pointed out is when you started, you know, with Charles Schwab, with, with what you're doing there, you said you had to go outside of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And that is probably the biggest, I guess, uh, thing that holds people back when it comes to what they're going to do with their money is if you've lived a life of, you know, constantly being in debt and then you finally get out of debt. Now you save up some money. You, you kind of get apprehensive yeah, when it comes to spending <laughs> it or putting it somewhere. Right. Yeah. Um, I know I was definitely the same way too. And stepping outside of your comfort zone to, to do something like that, man, you, you, you did, you did the right thing. Like you took that step and you know, every, every investment, carries risk. There's always risk when it comes to investing, but there's risk in everything in life. Hey, every new workout incurs some type of risk. You can get hurt. You never know. Look, I stepped outside of my comfort zone to start doing yoga with my wife. I'm not the biggest fan of yoga, but man, I feel great when I do it. Yeah. Same. So, you know, it's, uh, you know, to, to go back to some of the terms that I've, I've heard you use plenty of times in your podcast, you know, not to get all woo woo here, but you know, things like that, you know, stepping outside of your comfort zone is, is part of that mentality shift that, that people need to take when it comes to, you know, not only their finances, but your, your physical fitness and your mentality. So I, I just wanted to jump on that since you pointed that out. No, that's perfect, man. I think that's probably a damn good place to land it. Uh, where can people find your stuff? Uh, I'll put links in the show notes and stuff, but go ahead. And if they don't want to take the time to read, maybe they're on a workout or something yeah. like that. Yeah, for sure, um, man. So uh, thanks to you. I, I use flow page as well. So uh, flow.page slash AVGJOE finances. So that's average Joe finances also average Joe And then of course I'm on pretty much every social media platform. You can find me from Facebook to Pinterest to Instagram uh, as well as uh, my podcast on, on Apple or Spotify or any, any major podcast platform that you listen to your podcasts. And um, yeah. You can find me there. Yeah, man. I'm going to have to, uh, I'm going to have to grab your ear. So my wife's a veterinarian and she gets people ask her questions all the time. She's like, I don't know. Like I need to, I need to see your animal, right? Like you need an exam. Uh, so I'm very hesitant to just reach out to people and be like, Hey man, can you help me with this or that? Uh, but for the listener and for myself as well, I, I would, I can personally vouch for you as a upstanding man, uh, a man of character. Uh, I usually ask people, you know, what their character is, but I'm just going to tell you what yours is. And uh, you're, you're a big hearted man that uh, really cares about people and wanting to see them be the best version of themselves. And you found a niche, a niche, excuse me, in uh, this little, well, not little, but this skill set and helping people with their finances, man. So, uh, I really respect you, man. I, I appreciate you. Uh, I appreciate what you're doing. It's very valuable. You know, there, there's so many people out here struggling 
that uh, you and I have both struggled. We come from humble beginnings and uh, you know, there are people out here, men just can't make it in life. And, and, and part of it is because of financial problems, man, that they just can't dig the, their way out of. They can't see the light. You know, there are people that get in so much debt, they kill themselves or it ruins marriages or, I mean, it can just ruin your life, man. It's, it's, uh, it's something that you have to deal with. It's not something you can be an ostrich and stick your head in the sand. Uh, so for you to take that on, man, that's, that's huge. Uh, I don't know if you get enough credit for it. So that's why I wanted to highlight you, man, have you on the show. And is that a tear coming down your eye? Is that, is that a tear? It's, it, yeah, it might, might be a little, little sand or something got caught in there from the beach, you know, but, uh, out here in Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, man. But, no, hey, really I, good I really, stuff, I really appreciate those words, Jeff. I really do. And, and, uh, I appreciate the push you gave me to get started on the podcast and, and, uh, you know, uh, following your stuff, following your podcast and your page too, has just been a, a motivating factor for me, uh, in general, just in life. And, uh, you know, I appreciate it. I appreciate the stories that, that your guests bring on too. So, uh, keep doing what you're doing with your project, man. It's, it's phenomenal. And, uh, you know, I, I push people towards it all the time because I really do believe that you are also, um, you know, providing a service of, to serve, you know, to serve others. And, and it's definitely uh, appreciated for sure. Absolutely, man. I receive that. Yeah. And let's, we, we talked about average Joe and stuff like that, but uh, let's get you back on for another episode and talk about your whole life story, man. Cause uh, there's, there's some, there's some goodness there as well. Uh, so yeah, we'll for get, sure, man. Let me know. All right, cool. Episode two coming soon. <laughs> all right, brother. I appreciate you. And uh, we'll put all the links to average Joe. Keep doing what you're doing, man. Aloha. Aloha. All right, guys, there you go. That was my conversation with Average Joe Finances, Mike Cavagione. Uh, super good dude. Uh, lives out in Hawaii. Just really had a lot to share, I think. Uh, and it's so much so that I need to have him back on for another episode uh, and not even talk about his project that he's working on. So, again, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll put a link in the, in the show notes for everything that he's doing. Uh, but it would just mean a lot to me if you would, uh, you know, give us some feedback. Let us know. Maybe give Mike a follow. Uh, maybe check him out on LinkedIn or on his page. He's got a flow page. Uh, and uh, check out his podcast, man, Average Joe Finances. All right. Back next week uh, on the Evolution Podcast. Love you guys.